Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. The Bigger Picture with Ryan Huang. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's The Breakfast Huddle with Elliot Danker, Barrett's Ejectation, Ryan Huang. It's time now for The Bigger Picture. And of course, uh, some of the major headlines include Russia, Ukraine, the prices of commodities, still very much the same as in the last couple of weeks. But what are the latest developments this week, Ryan, that people ought to be looking out for in terms of how they influence markets and investment decisions? Looks like investors are getting a bit of a reprieve um, this morning. So you've got commodity prices, which have been pushing up quite high, uh, just sending jitters in the past few weeks around how that might have an impact on the economy, how that might curb spending by consumers. So that seems to be easing right now and that's why we are seeing markets um, higher this morning. So a bit of a rebound in global equities as we see dip buyers returning in some fashion. So that is seeing WTI, for example, down more than 12% overnight. You've got brand crude down a similar 13% and for that brand crude drop. It was the biggest drop since April 2020. Now, to get a bigger picture, we've got Shane Oliver. He is the Head of Investment Strategy and Chief Economist for AMP Capital. Morning, Shane. How are you today? I'm good, Ryan. How are you? I'm doing great as well, Shane. Now, let's uh, get your take on what's happening in the space of commodities. Starting with oil, we're seeing a bit of a reprieve right now. Is this going to last when you consider the other moving parts and other fundamentals that won't change so easily. That's right. It, it's all a very fluid situation here. Um, it seems a bit perverse, perhaps, that the US and others announced a ban on Russian oil imports. And yet, since then, of course, the price has come down. I think what really happened was that the markets had anticipated that ban, moved up in anticipation of it. And then, of course, overnight, we've seen indications from some OPEC producers that they may consider increasing output which, of course, has brought the price back down. But, of course, uh, there's still a lot of moving parts in this situation here, uh, and a lot, of course, still does depend very much on what happens in Europe and whether the situation in Ukraine continues to worsen. So I think it's too early to say that we've seen the high point in oil. The threat is still there, but there are potential areas around the world that can help offset it, particularly increased production from OPEC countries. And also, I think we're probably going to see in time a ramp up in or a new ramp up in shale oil production in the US. Mm, Shane, and if you look at some of the previous um, events in the past few years, you've got, for example, the Gulf War, which also sent oil prices spiking. Are there any parallels we can draw from past events to see how this might impact markets? Well, there is. And of course, the basic picture from those past events, whether it's uh, the, you know, the bombing of Pearl Harbor, whether it's the 9-11 terrorist attacks, whether it's the Gulf Wars, um, initially when the bad news hits, you know, the markets hear about it, uh, share markets go down. Um, and that decline can, you know, I think it has an, an average decline of 6 or 7%. This time it's been a bit more than that. Sometimes it can be more. Um, and usually ranges over three weeks, but obviously that uh, length of time can also vary. But if you look at markets, say, six months later or 12 months later, they're invariably higher. And that's because the market digests the bad news, starts to see the silver lining in the cloud, and, of course, uh, then recovers. So, so far we're seeing the most of the, the, the hit has been occurring. Whether we've seen the bottom or not remains to be seen. Global shares have had a fall of 13% ahead of their rally overnight. European shares down 20% mm. um, ahead of their rally overnight. But history would tell us that in six or 12 months' time, the markets will likely be higher. 
Yeah, that's right. The European economy really much in focus uh, with what's happening with higher energy prices. Uh, let's talk about what they are trying to do right now. The European Union uh, says it will be trying to reduce its purchases of Russian gas by two-thirds before the end of this year. And that was caused uh, in response to, to Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Shane, how realistic is this plan and how much will it do to curb rising energy prices? What's your outlook on where the economy is going? Well, it's a good question. You know, how realistic is this plan? Because Europe uh, gets something like thirty to forty percent of its of its gas from Russia, and to replace that is going to be a big ask in the short term. I mean, you can get a little bit in from the US on boats. You can switch across to other energy sources, but still, that adjustment is going to be a painful one in the short term. I mean, ideally, they should never have got themselves this reliant in the first place. But longer term, they will get through it. I have no doubt they'll move across mm. to more uh, renewable sources of energy, batteries, um, and so on, and things will be fine. But it's the interim period, which is the big question mark. If that reduction is to occur, it will mean more demand for oil and more demand for things like coal and higher global gas prices. Because if, it, if Europe is not getting it from, from Russia, it's got to get it from somewhere else and pushes up the prices. So it's, it's going to be a difficult uh, transition. And I don't say if you look at one part of the world, I mean, horrible situation in Ukraine, no getting away from the humanitarian disaster that's unfolding there. But one part of the world that's going to hit, hit it economically more than the other parts, of course, it is Europe, given that vulnerability in terms of energy supply from Europe. So it's, we, we don't see recession in Europe, but it's certainly a very fluid situation and the risks have certainly gone up. Whereas if you look at, say, the US, it produces a lot of its own energy. It's a net energy producer, net energy exporter. Australia, of course, similar situation. Um, and they get benefit of higher prices. But Europe, of course, gets both a, pr- a price hit and a supply hit, um, and that's certainly a bit of a threat, to, a big threat to the European economy. All right, Shane, we'll have to keep it there for today. I'm Shane Oliver, Head of Investment Strategy and Chief Economist for AMP Capital. Shane, thank you for your time, and we'll catch up again with you soon. That'd be great, Ryan. All the best. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.